So, mm-hmm. thoughts about the Spider-Man trailer? I gotta be honest, I I really liked it. I, I liked it. I love this trailer. I um, <clears throat> I'm definitely not watching any further trailers after this. To be honest, this is the only trailer, and I've had to stop myself from rewatching the trailer because I just I don't want to start picking out details because I watched it once yeah and started doing that alone so i'm like yeah i'm not gonna do it anymore because like i've been talking about it at work with people i'm like <coughs> i really hope some of the things we think are in this movie are in this movie especially willem defoe's uh, green goblin that was totally his laugh so they either like just put the recording of it like a you know a, an audio clip from the original movie in there or he actually came back and did that voice for them, which means that he's pretty much confirmed to be cast in it. So I'm hoping it's that one. <laughs> well, I, I feel like either way, no matter how you look at it, that is his Green that's his, Goblin bomb. Yeah, that's the pumpkin bomb of Willem Dafoe for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like if it would have came out and would have been like a pumpkin with gas coming out of it, okay... We might not get William Defoe's Green Goblin. Whose Green Goblin are we going to get? But it was such specific of a prop that that's William Defoe. Dude, how dumb would it have been if it was the bomb from The Amazing Spider-Man 2? Oh, boy. (laughs) That would have been so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, I've already told you this, but I don't I would have been fine with them not showing the trailer at all. It would have been very ballsy. But at the same time, like, I'm super geeking out about it. Like, I was freaking out when I watched it for the first time. So, (laughs) I'm fine either way now. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely... I'm glad they released it. I hope they hold back on this one most of all because of the potential that they have. You know, everyone's been speculating. Nothing's confirmed besides Alfred Molina as Doc Ock. We all are assuming... This is going to be in it. That's going to be in it. But until the movie comes out in December, we're not going to know. So that's kind of exciting as well. Oh, yeah. They, they've totally caught lightning in a bottle, and I'm super excited to see what they have to do. Ah, yes. Lightning in a bottle. Perhaps. Electro. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, guys? I am Connor here, and this is my co-host, Freddy, with me, and we are none other than The Cinema Seekers. We are live. Actually, no, we're not live. We're not live. <laughs> we're, we don't you're have not, the capabilities. definitely not listening to us live. <laughs> it would, but maybe one day. Who knows? Maybe one day. I, I feel like it wouldn't be good because then they would hear all of our mistakes. Yeah, it would be pretty rough. <laughs> they, would, they would hear us fart and burp and all that stuff, and I'm sure they don't want to hear that. Uh, you can't reveal the secrets, Freddy. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. By the way, um, Freddy is recovering from COVID. That's <laughs> just so you guys know. Yeah, um, that's, I, and that's also why we didn't um, do an episode in a while. Yeah, I, I am back, but you'll definitely... I. 
Connor will have probably be editing out my coughing, but I'm definitely trying to look away from the mic when I cough. <laughs> uh, you don't have to worry too much about it, but, but if they just hear so a you couple guys coughs, know, they'll, like, they'll be fine. Yeah, just, just so you know. Um, so, obviously you guys know what we're doing since you clicked on the episode title, and I hope you enjoyed that um, Spider-Man discussion because we're hyped about that Mm -hmm. so this is obviously a a marvel extravaganza episode we're targeting the disney plus tv shows of course it had to come at some point and we're doing a condensed version so we're gonna um shoot off each of the three shows that has come out so far we realize as we're as the time we're recording this what if has released three episodes so far um, we are not going to be talking about what if that may happen at a later date. Um, I don't know. We just we don't know what's going to happen at this point. Uh, but we do have some plans in store for coming up. But this episode will strictly focus on WandaVision, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Loki, and Freddy. Mm-hmm. I'll hand it off to you. <clears throat> well... You you said that the second one wrong. It's actually ended with Captain America and the Winter Soldier. So, gotta remember that. Are you sure? Oh, yeah. I watched it. It ended. Uh, oh, like on the credits? Yeah, in the credits. Remember, it, it ended by saying Captain America. I never America noticed that. And the Winter That's kind Soldier. of funny. Yeah, because, like, you know, he becomes Captain America in that show. Yeah, I didn't notice that, but that's totally, that's really, really cool. And he's also got a movie coming up already now. Yeah, he's already signed a deal. Can't wait for that. But um, I think we should start with the first one that ever premiered. I think the thing that, you know, kicked this off. The first Marvel thing we got since um, the pandemic started. Yeah, it was unless you count New Mutants, but like MCU relate, like Marvel Studios, this was the first content that we got essentially since Far From Home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I definitely think there was a lot of uncertainty about it because it was the first one of its kind before. There had never been a Marvel live action show, not especially one that connected to the movies. So, you yeah. know, this was a first for everyone. And I remember being a little worried myself when this one came out. I was just like, is this going to be good? You know, am I going to like this? And, you know, we got the first two episodes back to back. You know, this this is also the longest one. This one has, I think, nine episodes as compared to. Um, Winter Soldier and Falcon and Loki, which those two only had six. So this one was the longest one of all of them. And um, to be honest, I kind of, you you kind of feel that in this one. It definitely, I remember feeling like it was a little too drawn out for me personally. That's just me. I don't know how everyone else feels, but for me, it was a little too drawn out. But it was still good. You know, being the first of its kind, I still rather enjoyed it a lot because you know first marvel thing we've gotten in almost a year 
And it was just exciting to finally have Marvel back, maybe not on the big screen, but even in its smaller size, it still felt like a Marvel experience. Like, you know how you go to the movie theater, you sit down, and you know you're about to watch a Marvel movie. This kind of gave me that experience, you know, getting to sit down and watch something new and unique, especially the way this show is presented, where the first two episodes are like a TV show with little hints of what's actually going on. Yeah. That was crazy. You know, everyone was like, oh, this is happening, this is happening. It was so cool. The theories were wild, man. Yes. Ah, oh, that was, I loved it. And then, of course, you know, I think it was like episode three and four started giving us like, oh, this is what's happening. This is what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I almost feel like they should have kept the mystery going till episode eight i feel like if they would have done that that would have been a little more it would make me like the show a little more i would have to say out of all three this one is my least favorite (laughs) now that being said i still like it but out of all three of the marvel shows that we got this one is my just the one that didn't work as well as the other two in my opinion but it's still set up stuff for the future in the later grand scheme of things, which I think is important. Is something that we have to look at all these shows and be like, this is what's important about it. All these shows set up things in the grand scheme of things, but I think this one does it the least amount, even though I can still see stuff happening in the future with it. Yeah. So I just those are just my general thoughts of this show. It was really good. Acting was really great cinematography was really great especially like the first episodes where they're like shooting like it's doing homage to these classic shows and shows we've seen before especially the modern family kind of like office one yeah that that was was like a really good one (laughs) and then like i think the last episode was a little too like it was almost like the end of black widow where it was kind of like over the top i don't know if it needed to be that as big as it was so those are just my general thoughts about wandavision connor yeah i i agree with most of what you're saying um i do think that it dragged a little bit and i think they should have stuck with what they were originally revealed was going to happen i don't i don't know how this i don't remember exactly how this happened but didn't they originally say it was only going to be like seven or eight episodes and then they added two more I believe so. Just because there hadn't been Marvel content in so long, they wanted to give us a little more. So do you think that they did that in the editing process? Like they just added more of the content back into it than they were originally planning on giving? Uh, Possibly. They might have shot a lot more and thought they are going to use less. And then when everything kind of went down... I'm guessing they decided to add, you know, the one or two episodes they added and a little more context of all the characters, you know. Yeah. But anyways, Connor, I'm curious to hear what you have to say about this because I've already said my my bit. Yeah. I'm curious to hear what you have to say. So just like everyone else, I was super hyped for Marvel content again. Um, and I'll tell you the, the, the precise moment that they sucked me in was when the show started you press play on disney plus and then it's dun 
dun dun dun dun dun <laughs> and it's the marvel fanfare and i was like oh man i'm i've totally sold already like this is gonna be awesome uh that was you know because we were just starved of marvel content for however many months of pandemic so um i was i knew i was in for something good at that point but i was still a little nervous and then like going through the first episode like i i enjoyed it and i like i liked that they were doing something like new and unique and there was still like a mystery to it and i love mystery so i was i was digging that part of it but it was a little slow of a startup i can definitely recognize that looking back on it like i I feel like if I were to go back and rewatch this entire show from start to finish, I, I wouldn't really want to watch the first two episodes, just being honest. Um, but like once it started giving you a peek behind the curtains and then that intrigue kind of kicked in and the mystery kind of ramped up, that's when I was like, oh man, this is, this is getting interesting. And I'm, I'm interested in what you said because you were basically saying that the the mystery side of it was revealed too quickly. And I think part of that is correct. I think you you might not think that if they did only have six or seven episodes. I think it would might have been a more appropriately timed if that was the case. But on the on the other token, there is another mystery that they do reveal in episode eight, which is it was Agatha all along. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, but, but, but the thing is, that's not as good Agatha. of a mystery as <laughs> the other one. Yeah. At the end, it wasn't Agatha. It was still Wanda. So that song. I know. Up. That's I, I, that's so we got to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we should just start there because <laughs> that was kind of int- like, I don't know exactly. First of all, how did Agatha get into the picture? Did she just insert herself? Like, was she watching Wanda for ages and then was like, this will be a great moment to attack her when she's super freaking powerful and controlling everyone around her? Like, what What kind of logic is that, Freddy? I don't know. To be honest, she... I think the way she inserted herself is she kind of fed Wanda the idea that Wanda was in control of her. So I think that's how that happened. I <laughs> I know that's kind of stretching it because they don't really say it. But I think yeah. maybe that's a possibility. Maybe Agatha used the charm on Wanda to make Wanda think, oh, I'm controlling this person too. But in reality, she had free will the entire time. But it's like she also knew more about Wanda than Wanda even knew about her. So I guess she's just been studying her for... Who knows how long? <laughs> I know. They don't... They never really give us a timetable of how long she had a hold of the city before someone noticed. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. don't really know. Like, it could have been, like, a month. Maybe that's Apparently how... Apparently it was just two episodes worth. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess. You know. <laughs> yeah, that is that is weird. Um, I don't know how you approach this episode. I just wrote a couple thoughts off while I was watching through the season finale again. That was a great idea, by the way. Um, Freddie had the idea of us just... Because we knew we weren't going to talk about this, and it's been a while since we've watched them. We just watched the final... Uh, the season finale of each mm-hmm. episode, or of each show. And that that worked out pretty good. So I wrote down several thoughts while I was going through this. So if... Um, yeah, I don't know about you, but I'm just going to go through a couple of the ones I had. Mm-hmm. And I'll start lightly first. Um, 
I already said that I, I thought it kind of started off slow, but I loved the mystery. I really liked um, in the last episode, Vision versus Vision. I thought that that was like super interesting. And I, I loved the, um, the uh, like <laughs> how Vision it was. Cause like, obviously, yeah, that you're going to fight a little bit first, but then he's just like, why are you doing this? And then like, it becomes like an ideological ab- debate between the two. And I just thought that was really interesting. I don't know, like it it just screamed vision and it was a really good like point that he had. And at the same time, it also kind of explained to you like, this is what this vision is and this is what this vision is. And here's where they're going from there. But then it was kind of funny because he was just like, I am vision. And then he flies off. <laughs> like, so who knows where he went. But it's vision now. But yeah, uploaded it also with kind all of the memories. That sucks that he like <coughs> flew off, and then the memory vision didn't tell Wanda, "Hey, I'm out there. You're just gonna have to, you know, go look at me." Like, right? That was kind of a. That was kind he has of a to be move. cryptic about it, and he's like, "It stands to reason we will see each other again." Yeah, I, why not just <laughs> why not tell, tell her, her that you just sent them off? <laughs> Uh, that was, that's a good point. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> but obviously they're going to find each other again because, I mean... I mean, it's the Marvel Universe, yeah. and they still have Paul Bettany on their roster, I'm sure. I'm sure at some point, maybe even Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, they get reintroduced, and maybe we get Division Season 2. Yeah. Do you think well, he's going to yeah. be white the next time we see him? No, I think I'll have some color, but I may be, uh, who knows, honestly, maybe they'll do something to differentiate him so you know. He's Vision, but he's, like, the reincarnated version of him. Well, they they already have, because he doesn't have the Mind Stone. True, true, yeah. It's just some weird chip. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, I, I did think that that was cool, how they had, like, the Vision versus Vision fight. Um, I don't quite buy that Hayward's people would have been able to fix the mess of what Thanos left behind of Vision's head. But uh, suspend your disbelief and there you go. <laughs> That's something only like Tony Stark would have been able to do. Yeah, Tony Stark and Bruce Banner because it took him to create him. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or um, Shuri from Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, plus it was just sword, and I mean, at at this point in time, we don't know much about sword other than WandaVision, so that's still also mm-hmm. another mystery that we've got. We don't know who they are, because they weren't featured in Falcon and the Winter Soldier that much, if at all. I don't think I, they were. They definitely weren't yeah. in the finale, <clears throat> and then well, we didn't see them in Loki at all. I mean, of course, I'm not going to see them in Loki. But even in, like, Black Widow, not even a mention of them, which is weird. Yeah, not at all. So I we, do no know, we do know that um, um, Nick Fury had some sort of relationship with him because she was friends with uh, Monica's mom. Mm-hmm. Because that's, like, the post credit scene. It's she, That lady turns into a scroll and is like, he'd like to meet you. And she looks up as if to look in space, which is... Mm-hmm kind of cheesy but but hey i mean that that was that that's a cool little incredible i i watched that and it makes me smile because it's like you know i know a lot of stuff happens on earth for the marvel cinematic universe but we also have to remember this is a span 
of like a universe and that just mm-hmm. makes it feel that much more bigger for me so i i'm curious where they're gonna go with rambo's story so we'll have to see when they tackle that again maybe captain marvel 2 i have no clue at this point you know right now i think yeah that'd be interesting i think um disney and marvel are kind of like watching things in the world to see how stuff is going to get released as far as i looks right now shang chi is still getting released in september and eternals is in november and now spider-man in december yeah they're they're kind of stuck now by releasing the trailer so i'll have to see how that goes yep totally totally um I, I, one of the things that I wrote was I think it's pretty interesting that Wanda is basically like the villain of her own show. Like mm-hmm. she's basically holding a, an entire town of helpless people hostage. And that to me was just it was interesting to see that spin on it. So um, I thought that that was a like a cool way to do it. And, you know, kind of at the same time, it's, it's really like depressing, too, because like how like how could she come back from that as still looking like a hero? You know, I mean, it's multiverse, so everything could just be erased for all we know. But well, the way I look at it is now that town looks at her as a villain, but I don't know if they're going to like tell everyone in the grander scheme of things. Like you think they're going to go on TV and announce that? what happened you know in that town i'm like not 100 percent. i'm sure people will like in the real world people will go to like news sources and tell everyone what she did yeah. and put her in a negative light however you also have to kind of look at it from her perspective she was doing it out of pain and a love for a lover that was killed and she created something that she wanted with him but in reality couldn't actually have with him so it is yeah, interesting that totally. you know the show ends with her searching for it again. So we'll have to see how that pans out in the multiverse of madness later. Hopefully, hopefully that's when we get to see somewhat of a what happens. You know, after that. Yeah, I mean, but you also already have like the massive amount of sword soldiers and agents that saw it as well and by the way hayward is a freaking bast (laughs) he literally tried to shoot children to murder children like what the heck how do you get away with that yeah i mean he's not getting away with it but i don't he's not like alexander pierce bad where he's like a part of hydra but he he wanted to accomplish a goal that just wasn't there and then it definitely seemed because you know we get to see him before the blip and after the blip and it definitely seemed like that time had a negative effect on him so i guess he just was a sour apple by the point when we see him in wandavision and i guess he just maybe doesn't agree with the avengers because he definitely like he worked with wanda like he showed her vision and then when he needed to betray her and paint her in a negative light, he did it right away. So I really wonder oh, yeah. how Sword looks at the living Avengers right now. I wonder how they feel about them. Yeah, but even though he paints her in a negative light, like it kind of goes back to what I was just saying. Like she's still like 
she screwed over a crap ton of people. Mm-hmm. You know, like that episode, the Halloween one, where Vision was just going around to like to the edge of town, basically, and the further away it got, like the people were just stuck doing a loop over and over again. Mm-hmm. That's like a living hell. Like that would, that's crazy. Um, I don't know. Like I, they, so they really went with it to like show you how terrible this could be but i do get what you're saying also like it's you can look at it both ways it's a perspective issue because she was obviously in deep pain mm-hmm. so, well i mean i definitely agree with you. she definitely is a villain and it was really yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. to see one of our heroes painted as in that kind of light where yeah. in her mind what she was doing she knew it was right, but it's also like she also knows what she's doing. It's bad because you see in the finale where she's like hurting and she sees that she's hurting the people and she like cuts the ties with them for just a moment because she feels bad about it. But at the same time, she wants to keep her husband and her kids sacred, but yep. she can't do both. She can't be a good guy and have the family she wants. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy to think. So this is this kind of gets to a part of the show that I'm a little bit mixed about. Like it it really more just kind of stems from a question. Like I don't really like I just logically I don't understand it. But like Wanda is able to generate like living beings, like her children were presumably flesh and blood. How did she do that? Like, I, I can I can extend or I can suspend disbelief thinking that she can, you know, recreate a vision because she's got the Mind Stone and, like, that was part of vision. And I, I, can, I get that. I mean, I can extend myself to think that. But how does she create two little boys who grow up to be teenagers and there's, like, not any deformities or anything like that? Like... I don't. I didn't really quite understand how they justified that. You know, I, I don't think they ever did justify it. To be honest with you, I think the only really hint we get is that when um, Agatha Harkness is like, "You're the Scarlet Witch. You're more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme." Well, the Sorcerer Supreme mm-hmm. is Doctor Strange, so she's more powerful than him. But we just—I don't think they've given us how and why. Yeah, I think that's something that's coming later, or at least I hope. I hope we get an explanation because you're right. Within the in the show, they don't really explain how she did things. Yeah, I think this show created a lot of mystery and stuff that we still need answers. Like, we still don't have answers about Monica Rambo getting powers right. from going through the thing. Like, it literally changed her genetic structure, which, honestly, that literally, she just created a mutant, essentially, or activated something within her. And I was talking with people I work with, and I was saying, I kind of think that, what if, in people who are in that, if they have kids later, they have a gene in them, and that's how mutants are created. They could do that. But then they would lose out on all the history of true, like mutant versus <laughs> true mutant versus human. But I've also seen the argument where like <coughs> they could do the mutant thing, where how they're doing the Eternals, where 
well, why didn't you do anything? Because we were told not to. Oh, great. Professor Xavier is a butt. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would also be pretty pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I it It's just weird. And it, it to me, it would have made more sense if Wanda had gotten her powers from, like, the reality stone. Because that's, like, a reality bending thing. Mm-hmm. Like, changing genetic structure and stuff like that. That doesn't really seem like a mind stone thing. But... It's just, but I guess I, it's kind of a nitpick. Didn't they almost explain that it it wasn't the Mind Stone? It was, like, something within her that the Mind Stone just helped unlock? Well, the, I guess the reason I keep going back to the Mind Stone is, is that um, when Vision asks at the end of the... Like, right before he, like, kind of fades out, he's like, uh, I have to know, how did you create me? And she says, it's the part of the Mind Stone that basically like connected with me or something like that i don't remember exactly what she says but it was something to that effect you're right i think that's mostly what she said that's what i was basing (laughs) that off of Mm. so who knows i mean yeah i get that she's like scarlet witch too but obviously the mind stone did something to her in the first place Mm mm-hmm and then also, like, would Quicksilver have also been ridiculously overpowered if he had lived? <laughs> Speaking no, of Quicksilver, remember, <laughs> um, I think the way it was explained was um, the Mind Stone unlocked whatever Scarlet Witch power was in Wanda, and she actually um, gave, like, she used the Mind Stone to make sure he got power too. I don't know if that oh, was a I theory or that. if that was explained, but I, had, I, I heard that somewhere. I didn't make that up. I heard that somewhere that okay. she actually might have given Pietro his powers so he could also be powerful with her. But I know what you're about to talk about, Mr. Ralph <laughs> Boner himself. <laughs> that uh, Stupid, Freddy. That was dumb. I'm, I was so excited. You remember, I was... I texted you right after that episode, right mm-hmm. after I watched it, and I was like, "Bruh, multiverse, like crossover with the X Men," because I, I don't know, like Quicksilver is one of my favorite characters in the the second run of X Men movies, <laughs> and I was super like, super hyped up that they might actually tie that in somehow. Mm-hmm. It's just a random person. They literally just did it for like fan service reasons, and I thought that that was such a cop out, like. If you're gonna do that, don't get Evan Peters. Like, I don't know. It was still fun to see Evan Peters, like, because I like him as an actor. But it just it was an unnecessary tease that led nowhere, mm-hmm. and that's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with you. It was kind of like wasted potential. But you know, we are, we have the multiverse now. You know, so technically they could still use him and he could actually be like the real Quicksilver still. But then it's like, why did they, why wouldn't they have done that in the first place? Yeah. I don't know. It's it's true. It does create that question, but like, you know, they can do whatever they want now because the multiverse is a thing now. Like, so I I feel like they would use that excuse. I get what you're saying where it, it would be like, well, why use the actor in the first place but i'm sure their rationale would be well because we did this and that's what happens now 
they could tie it back in simply because he is the only person in that scenario that has an ability who's also part of the neighborhood like Mm -hmm. he's he has the super speed and that was another question i had like how would that actually work like would that just be wanda projecting it onto him but he also is like self-aware the entire time and also just the fact that his name is ralph boner could have just been the personality of that quicksilver like making a fake name for himself Mm-hmm. like that's a fake name if i've ever heard one i mean it doesn't answer like why he's even there in the first place but i don't know they did seem to at least leave it open for him to actually be the x-men quicksilver yeah we'll see what happens you know we'll see what happens now any further thoughts on one division um yeah we should probably move on but i did have um two nitpicks First one is how the heck did Agatha, or I mean, how the heck did Wanda learn how to do the rune spells that quickly and to that scale? <laughs> There's not like, she didn't like read a book or anything in that amount of time. And it's not like Agatha actually like taught her how to do it. She just did it. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of stupid. And then, um, oh, where is Agatha currently? Like, I guess it's more of a question than a nitpick, but like. Like, if if the Hex disappeared, where is Agatha? Is she in some, like, alternate abstract reality or something like that? Not in physical space? Yeah, see, that's the thing. That's the one thing that, even still to this day, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Because she was like, I'm going to keep you like this forever. As the, yeah. the stupid neighbor. and But then, like, the whole, she takes down the whole Hex thing from the city right after she says that to her so it's like did that take the hex off of agatha or are you so powerful that you're in an entirely different area of the earth and you're still keeping a hold on her just keeping her around that area that's one thing they did not explain well and i don't know if we're ever going to get an answer for that unless they do a wandavision season two where we see um wanda using her as a puppet i mean that that could still happen but at she this could point, show it's up in Doctor Strange, though. True, true. At this point, it's an unknown. Because we just... We didn't get an answer. Unless she was so powerful at that point because she realized the Scarlet Witch potential that she literally put her in another dimension or reality or multiverse, whatever you want to call it. And then that could also tie into the stuff we'll be talking about with Loki. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. There's... They're not, they, like you said, they haven't explained it yet, and hopefully we get some sort of explanation coming up. Um, I don't have anything else about this, but I did want to know if you noticed something in the first post credit scene of this show. Um, this is really interesting. Do you have Disney Plus with you right now? Like a way to watch anything on Disney Plus? Yes, I do. Okay. Go to WandaVision, the last episode. Are you there? Okay, I am there. Wait, you're at the first post credit <laughs> scene, right? The one with the mountains? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the one with the mountains? I yeah. thought that was the second one. Is that the second one? If That's it is, the second one. My bad. Second one. My bad. <laughs> Every the if one. you're doing this, if you're in the audience and you're doing this, go to the second post credit scene. That was my fault. <laughs> okay. 
I'm at the start of it. All right. Now, while you're watching, uh, you can go ahead and press play. Look in generally like the left top corner of the screen. And you'll see a little figure over the mountains as it's zooming in to the cabin. And it's like this figure is descending on the cabin. Do you see it, Freddy? You might have to watch it back again. It is kind of hard to see. Oh, yeah, I see it. I see it. It's Vision. Is it Vision or is it Doctor Strange? That's, that's Vision because he's he's invisible. Well, that's not to say that Doctor <clears throat> Strange couldn't <clears throat> do a invisibility okay. spell. But True. I... It's definitely plausible that it's that it's Vision or Doctor Strange, in my opinion. Do you see that, though? Like, that is crazy. I saw it, yeah. I think I learned about that when it first came out, and then I forgot. I'm just not remembering it. So, supposedly, when they did this, that wasn't in there in the first, like, when they first released the episode. Mm-hmm. Gosh, it's clear as day when it first cuts to that scene. Like, it is so clear. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they like re-release the episode on Disney Plus, and I, I don't know. I guess that's common practice if they want to like polish something up last minute. But yeah, so they did that and <laughs> added that in there apparently, and that's just kind of crazy. I'm really curious if that was intentional. Like it has to be right because it's literally like a human figure. It doesn't look like a mistake. Yeah, yeah I don't think it's a mistake. Maybe it's like a fact that they're like, I mean, it could either be, it could either be Vision or Doctor Strange. I just, I do know that the original ending had Doctor Strange. Things just didn't line up. So they didn't do that. Because even Paul Bettany teased, oh, um, there was, Paul Bettany teased that there was going to be a cameo. And then it turned out to be another Vision. People were mad at him. But apparently the original cameo was Doctor Strange. So who knows? Who knows what happened? You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only time will tell what's going on there. And also now I feel like uh, with that post credit scene with her hearing her boys screaming, mm-hmm. I feel like she's going to pull a kingpin from Into the Spider-Verse and go try to find her family in a different universe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay that's all i got on wandavision i thought it was pretty decent do you want to do scores now or at the very end i would like to save that for the end all right i'm cool with that let us move on to falcon and the winter soldier I thought Falcon and the Winter Soldier was fun. I, I loved that it was like a, a buddy cop between the two. And it was kind of like interesting to see their relationship dynamics change, especially given like the history with them, like in um, s- especially Civil War, because that's the, really where you kind of start to see their relationship. 
I'm talking about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, obviously. <laughs> so I liked the chemistry between Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan. I thought that they really worked well together. Um, I really enjoyed seeing Zemo return. <laughs> I liked that he, like, you get to see, like, him being a rich guy and basically like royalty and all that so that was really fun to watch and he's got a bernard butler of his own <laughs> that does his dirty work so that was pretty mm-hmm. funny <laughs> um let's see what else i thought overall the whole thing with the flag smashers was a little weak like i wasn't really pulled in any direction for carly morgenthal so that whole side of it was like the storyline there was kind of weak to me and that kind of drove most of the plot unfortunately so that's probably where it fell a little flat to me um but at the same time like they have the the john walker thing going through like the new captain america or now as he's called u.s agent um i actually really liked that but I hated it at the same time. But like, that's what, the, yes. that was the intention of it, you know, like, cause it was mm-hmm. like super cringy to like, and to see his like disgusting habits, habits. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know what I mean? Like his, his motivations and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I really liked that juxtaposition between like this pure Steve Rogers character and this new Captain America, John Walker. I thought that that, that was done really well. Um, and then last thing I want to say is the CGI I think was the best in this show out of all of them. I don't think I really ever saw a moment where I was, I kind of cringed Whereas with the other two shows I did like in WandaVision, it was like the hex looked really weird and not realistic. And like the vision vision fight had a couple moments where CGI was iffy. And then in Loki, the whole episode when they're on that planet, that's the, the moon is colliding with, that just looked so fake to me. So, so that was like, there was some CGI issues with it being TV show budget, but Falcon Mm -hmm. and the winter soldier, I think looked very well polished. Like even with the first episode, like that whole scene where he's chasing the, the fighter aircraft, um, wherever he was in like the middle East, that all looked like spectacular. It felt like I was watching a movie. So well done with the effects team on that. So yeah, that, those are my general thoughts. I'll let you hit off of whatever you want. <clears throat> well, this is the Falcon Winter Soldier is my favorite one out of all three of them. To be honest, interesting. I I do understand the Flag Smashers were definitely a very weak villain, kind of tying in with the Marvel having weaker villains, kind of thing. They definitely like, but like they were a weak villain, but at the same time they made sense. I just don't think they tackled them well. Like I feel like they should have kind of polished up the plot with them a little more because, mm-hmm. you know, the plot with um, the John Walker and even the plot with um, Zemo, those were more interesting than the Flag Smashers. And every time Zemo and um john walker on screen you know you were though they're villains but you know at the same time i guess zemo was almost made likable where john walker you know you had someone to root against but Mm -hmm. in the end you know the flag smashers didn't it it led to a really great finale like 
the Flag Smashers were kind of a means to an end to get that amazing Captain America speech from Sam Wilson. Yeah, yeah, totally. And out of all the finales, that the Captain America one, that speech. (laughs) Both times I watched it, it's hit me on a really big level. Like I don't know why. I just I love the type of show that this was. I I saw a lot of people calling it bland, uninteresting, but to me, nah. I kind of like this. I like that, you know, spy soldier kind of rationale and then at the same time it's kind of having to do with some politics in the Marvel universe which, you know, we don't always get a lot of politics. It's sprinkled in the Marvel Cinematic Universe throughout. It really took hold in Captain America Civil War with the Sokovia Accords. But I mm-hmm. was really happy to see government again in the Marvel Cinematic Universe where it talks about like the effects of people blipping yeah. and people coming back. Like I almost wanted more of that talk. You know, I, I feel like they still didn't get enough. And to me, that takes away from the show a little bit. But even then, this show is my favorite show of the three live action shows. I really love the character work they did with Bucky and Sam. You know, again, like you were talking about, they had a really cool buddy cop camaraderie, especially when they did that little impromptu therapy session for like 30 minutes. (laughs) That was awesome. I really loved that. And then, you know, seeing John Walker almost dirty the Captain America name and then (laughs) having Sam come and in my opinion he redeemed it he He is Captain America now especially with that speech and you know people were recording that speech so everyone around the world knows Sam Wilson is Captain America and he stands for everything that Steve stood for as well so I really can't wait to see that carried on in the the Captain America 4 movie whenever we get that but ultimately I this I love this show you know I'm not even talking about the Zemo parts you know or when they went to that like crime city where um Emily Van Camp's character um yeah Sharon uh, agent, agent yeah Sharon Carter you know she's a kingpin of villains <laughs> now and in that end credit scene where she's like oh yes I'm glad to be back in America Guess what I got? I got all these secrets to sell to everybody. I hope you're lined up with money. And it's like, oh, crap. How is that going to play out? Because, you know, Sharon was a good guy at one point. And now she's a villain, possibly. So we'll, I can't wait to see how that plays out. I'm definitely wondering what they're going to do with um, the U.S. agent now. Because, you know, we've gotten a little sprinkle in Black Widow as well. Where we've seen that character meeting with um, Black Widow's sister. So we'll have to see how this all carries out. You know, this is obviously this is my favorite one. I'm talking it up so much. I know it, the Flag Smashers plotline was definitely not something that everyone was chomping at the bit to get more of. But I don't know. I love this show. And I think it's just because I love the idea of Sam Wilson becoming America, Captain America. I think I've been looking forward to that since they introduced him as the Falcon. Like, I kind of knew it was going to happen eventually. 
And now the way that they did it, how, you know, Captain America died and he basically didn't want the role at first and then ended up, you know, like, I have to take this. I have to re-purify this because it's been tainted by this other guy. So I am looking forward to see, you know, more of this kind of stuff in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. So one of the complaints that I heard was that about this show was that um basically they could have just skipped it all and started with him becoming captain america and um i i did kind of think like it, it it did take a while obviously for you to get you know falcon as captain america or sam wilson as captain america so you definitely had to wait for it and i can see where that would frustrate people but I thought that that was a very natural progression for his character because he literally says in Endgame, like, it feels like the shield belongs to someone else. So that that's not something that he was jumping at the opportunity to do. So I, I like that they kind of took him on that journey and then saw, well, oh, crap, me not taking up the mantle led to, to this Joker being freaking Captain America. Like, that's <laughs> not great. So I got to mm-hmm. fix that. And then... <laughs> they did do like a cheesy training montage, but it kind of works at the same time. So, um, I I thought it was I thought it was well done. I liked that they put him on that journey. And going back to like the political stuff, um, I wanted to see more of that too. Like I wanted to see how the snap affected people. I liked that. I liked that part of the flag smashers thing, like storyline, like the fact that the the global repatriation act was like basically forcing people out of their homes and stuff but at the same time it was like them coming back forced other people out of their homes Mm -hmm. so it's interesting it's a very interesting dynamic and a very complex issue which they don't even really answer but it's just it's interesting to see like those effects Mm -hmm. like they're they're not just pretending like infinity war and endgame didn't exist so i really appreciate that and um i just i liked how um, uh, I keep wanting to say Anthony Mackie, but uh, <laughs> Sam Wilson. I, I I liked to see. I liked his speech because like it wasn't overly like political with with what our politics are like. You know, United States politics. Even though like it kind of hinted at that a little bit, like with the whole mm-hmm. um just racial issues that we're experiencing today. But they did it in a very respectable way and it completely made sense like with the development of his character. So I thought it was great. I even like I when I was watching through that episode just um, a couple hours ago, I was trying to get to the end and I was going to skip through that speech, but he sucked me back into it again. And I was like, oh, man, this is really good, you know, so so I actually ended up watching the speech, even though I didn't intend to a second time. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely, I, I I can see where people were coming from, that it they didn't like that he took the journey, but I'm glad they showed it to us. I'm glad they showed us his progression of not wanting it to seeing the need for him needing to step up and be Captain America. And like, I mean, they could have, <clears throat> you know, gypped us where they showed us two seconds of him in the costume and then we couldn't have seen it at all. So to be honest, I'm glad we at least got to see him a full episode in the Falcon Captain America costume. Cause you know, that whenever that 
comic cover came out showing that costume i was like that's a cool costume and to finally see it realized in a live action thing you know it's it was just really cool like it it made me want to get an action figure of the falcon just to have that you know costume in my collection because i just i'm that's how i kind of look at stuff sometimes but i don't know i i really love this one this is definitely my favorite one at all now as far as <laughs> like ramifications for the grander scheme of things i definitely think it's it it matters but like it only matters like on earth unlike the other two shows where it's kind of like multiversal this one was definitely more like earthbound showing you what was going on in earth and stuff so i i really do want to see more of the like political stuff and all of that and how that happens and factors into the marvel universe i just don't know if we're gonna get any more of it because you know they this happened this show take place like two months after you know the blip happens so i'm not sure if they're gonna really discuss like the blip any further i think we're kind of getting past that time where it's not going to be discussed as much because it got it really got discussed in um you know spider-man uh far from home and then this show this show added much more to it you know on how it went down in like the government side so i'm sure we're gonna get a little less and less as we go on but i would you know if they have a comic about this show i will probably go to my comic book shop and start reading it because i like learning about the government stuff of the show yeah but i i guess like at the end of the day i really like the show i think the biggest like nitpick is the flag smashers and kelly morgan carly morgan you know they i wish they would have been fleshed out just a little bit better than they were you know at the end of the day it was just like oh boy more super soldiers and it's like yeah. we kind of got that kind of storyline in civil war before so it was kind of slightly repetitive but it was done different differently enough that it kept it kind of interesting for me yeah i definitely you know i probably will never like rewatch the entirety of the show i'll probably rewatch certain episodes especially like the finale that, that last one yeah it's <laughs> easily but, like the best one so awesome yes absolutely but but yeah i i really like this show my nitpick is you know the flag smashers and that's really all i have to nitpick I, the other, other nitpick is you know more stuff about what the government has to go through to like make sure everything during and before the blip and after the blip you know how they deal with that yeah Uh, do you have any more thoughts about this show connor i do i have a couple uh, i really only have one more thought and then a couple of nitpicks but i just wanted to say a couple thoughts about falcon or captain america the new captain america uh because it's in the finale that you like i i think that they they really did a a great job at like like showing the capabilities of the new suit plus the shield, plus his, like, old tech. Like, they merged that together really well, and they showed it off really well. So, like, a couple examples was he would, like, 
use the um, boosters of his like wingsuit to like zoom forward and ram people with the shield. That was really cool. He also mm-hmm. protected that guy by like creating a shell around him with his wings from like a falling helicopter. And then uh, there was the time when he like shot the wings back to like brace himself against Carly Morgenthau when she was like trying to punch him. That was cool. And then my favorite was um, when he used Red Wing to scan in the crowd of the helicopter, all of the hostages. And he was like, find someone who has helicopter training. And like Red Wing like used facial recognition and found that lady's files and figured out that she like had flight training or helicopter. Like she could fly a helicopter basically. And then he like called her on the phone tell her to put his put her earbuds in call her on the phone and told her what was up that to me was just like a super cool like practical use case of like his abilities basically so i thought that that was very Mm -hmm. well done i i loved how they did all of his powers in it his suit is made of vibranium right i'm not sure or or the wings was made by wakandans that was the, what I assumed because it was made by Wakandans. But. There is, there, I mean, there is a chance they could definitely, you know, even if it wasn't in this, the show, they could definitely write it later where, oh yeah, his wings are now vibranium, just like the shield. I mean, I could see that happening. You know, even yeah, if, I know yeah. they didn't say it in the show, but totally could happen later. <laughs> and so what was um, <laughs> freaking uh, John Walker's shield, second shield made out of like a trash can lid? trash yeah a trash can with trash just just trash metal it was just being a baby like oh i don't have the shields i'm gonna make my own (laughs) it literally didn't make sense because there were like rivets in it and it was like what do you Mm -hmm. need to rivet together that just makes it weaker (laughs) yeah i don't i don't know his little baby shield was a a hissy fit yep (laughs) it was also like weird the fact that he did come back still in a captain america outfit after they told him not to and number one he shouldn't have, like they should have called him out for that number two they should have sent him to prison in the first place for murder because he murdered someone mm-hmm. and not even like someone like a foreign national so that could have caused a war well like see here's the thing about that if there hadn't been anyone else around would they have so publicly, you know, taken away Captain America? Would they even have taken away from him? Like, that's, I think about that. Like, they, they probably would. would you they, just mean like the corrupt side of government? Like, it's just like, just think about that. Like, for yeah. a second, like, there's a chance that if no one had been there and it just been Bucky and Sam and Carly, like, he probably, they probably would have been like, slap on the wrist, bad no, no, don't do that. Like that would have been oh, man. crazy to do. Like that would have been. That's another way they could have gone with the show, technically. But I did also like how like the the ep, the name of the episode was "The World Is Watching," oh, and like yeah. you don't you're like why is it called that? And then the end, everyone recording him on their phones. It's like, oh my goodness, the world <laughs> is watching because like yeah, that's yeah. something that would happen. Like say like a major player like if we had superheroes like that did something that bad people would if people were around with their phones it would get recorded and that superhero would be you know taken away that's why i kind of brought it up earlier with wanda because it's like well 
I know people saw it happen, but are are is it gonna get talked about? Like the John Walker situation. So like that's that's like stuff to think about. Yeah, exactly. You know, I wonder if they're ever even gonna like go back on it. It would be interesting. Yeah, so like do he, that. he didn't just figuratively dirty up the name of Captain America. He literally mm-hmm. like buried it in blood with the shield <laughs> and then that's the same shield that Falcon is now using. So that's weird to think about. I think my my issue with it was that like they did that part so well, like that that whole episode and that finale, and then it's just like a shock factor. It's like, oh my gosh, that just happened. But then it they kind of just undo it in the next mm-hmm. episode because they're just like, ah, don't be Captain America anymore. We're not going to send you to jail, like even though you murdered someone. And then he's still going around doing Captain America stuff in the last episode. And it's like, it's almost like the writing made you like want to root for him because he's actually helping them out. And he's like, like Bucky's making jokes with him and stuff. And he tried to save that, that truck from falling. So that mm-hmm. part to me was kind of weird. It, it didn't, it was like a weird, uh, conf- like, I don't know. Yeah. It was a interest. weird, like, let's try to redeem him after we, you know, damned him to hell. <laughs> exactly. So we'll, I don't know, like maybe they they wanted you to kind of like them because they know in the future they're going to make them yeah. unlikable again. So maybe they wanted to I think give that's them a, good a little theory. bit of likeness. I I know that the actor, like I think everyone was worried about the hate because the actor got a lot of hate. But at the no, end of the day, the it was, actor, he was great. <laughs> I loved him. He, he, he took it, you know, he took the hate very well. And the fact that it's Wyatt Russell, you know, Kurt Russell's son, I love that fact, too. Whoa, I did not know that. I yeah, did not Kurt know Russell's that. Son, dude. Yeah, oh, dude. I can kind of see he's, it. He's a, he's a great actor. I don't know if you've ever seen him in any other movies. He's in um, Goon, The Last of the Enforcers, and then a World War II movie called Overlord. Hmm. Yeah, I he's, I, he's I, a, first I've seen him. He's a really good actor. Like, I this... This showcases even more of what he can do because the other two movies, he's kind of just a kind of Hulk guy. This yeah. really showcased that he has acting chops just like his dad. So, Yeah, that's awesome. I didn't even realize that was him. Um, so another, this is a theory that I have um, based on the post credit scene with Sharon Carter. I'm very curious. I kind of think that she might be a Skrull. What do you think about that? Oh, I think they're going to start Secret War already? Yeah, it's it's perfect setup for Secret Invasion, man. True, true. Like yeah, if it's if I it's could, the MO I and everything. I could see that. I could see that cuz she is acting different, but I think she was also around for those 5 years, so it would make sense that she's different. But I mean, what is sure? That's when the scrolls invaded Earth and they're getting they were going to do something. That would have been a perfect time to invade Earth because yeah. they're vulnerable. Hmm. I mean, we don't know. I, at the same time, you know, we well, just saw the scrolls working with Rambo. So, and also the scrolls have been exactly, around since the '90s anyway. So, yeah. That's, I mean, they're, they're not exactly. I guess they're not exactly evil yet. I'm still. I, it is weird to see how they do that because they're still mm-hmm. technically good guys. They're on our side, you know. I'm in Captain yeah. Marvel you want to believe they're bad but at the end it's like no they're they're actually the good guys they're being treated like crap yeah so we'll we'll have to see if they turn them i'm almost wondering if they're gonna like 
cut the scrolls in half where there's good scrolls and bad scrolls. So we'll have to see how, honestly, we'll have to see how it plays out because, I mean, hmm. they could be planting seeds of Secret War and we're missing it entirely because they I, just introduced variants with Loki. I know we're going to uh-huh, talk about that. Yeah. So we really are going to have to see how they're going to play with this because they have tons of ways to play with it now because of Loki. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. Um, I'm not going to tell you what my order is until we get to the end because it is it's not the same as yours i'll tell you that much but um okay. it'll be interesting to see okay so we come to loki first yeah take it away <clears throat> well this is i'll go out and right outright say it. this is my second favorite of the live action marvel shows so my order i know you'll tell me yours later but i'll go ahead and say mine right now my order is fucking winter soldier loki wandavision now to be honest they are all good like none of them are really bad they have episodes that are kind of misses but in general i think they're all good it's just falcon is on top for me because it's the one i enjoyed the most however loki has the most ramifications for the marvel cinematic universe yeah and i think that's why i like it second i think if it had a like not as many um like filler episodes i probably would like it a little more because it would have gotten straight to the point but that being said this one was really good you know i think we've all been looking forward to the loki show ever since you know in game <laughs> we wanted to know yep. what has happened to loki and like to learn <laughs> about all of this stuff you know they they dumped a lot on us in this show you know we learned there's the the time the time guild what are they called the time variance authority the, t- the, TBA. the time variance the tva like we learned about this organization that's keeping the timeline from you know branching off and like that's crazy in itself and then the the series ends with multiverse just booming out of nowhere and then even then we're still left with the cliffhanger like oh yeah totally branch is loki on now is like (laughs) my question like i want to know where he's at because he's Definitely not with the original Owen Wilson and um, the uh, other agent. I can't remember her number. They call her a number. It's like 52 or something like I can't remember yeah, either. But like uh, this this show was crazy. But at the same time, they, they had a lot of filler episodes, which, you know, when you look at the other shows, you know, they have their filler episodes, but I feel like those filler episodes matter more than the ones in loki because you get that entire loki episode where we're on that planet that's gonna die and they're gonna die and i um i almost feel like that one could have been taken out because it i know it establishes that the two lokis can create a nexus event which is that was a weird thing they had going on there it was very like 
funny how Loki can only fall in love with himself almost, which is <laughs> just it's weird, but it's also great in the grand scheme of things. Of course, Loki would only fall in love with a female version of himself. Yeah. <clears throat> which, you know, that was crazy. Um seeing a female Loki, we all you know, rumors started swirling and though I actually found out before it was revealed because I follow a lot of Lego Instagrams and the Loki <laughs> female Loki figure was leaked right before episode two. Oh, so I knew it was coming before the episode came out, unfortunately. And I think that kind of took away from the show a little bit because I was like, people were predicting that and then the Lego minifigure came out and then it was like, oh, great. It's ruined. We know Dang. what's going to happen. But it it was still great, you know, in the grand scheme of things for this show. I definitely think this show was a lot more heavily relying on that CGI. So I think this one, you could tell that it was kind of lower budget, like you were saying. Like, yeah. when they're on that planet, like, you can definitely tell it's it's CGI. Like, Yep. And even in the TVA, like, the, yeah. the scale of it looks pretty fake. Yeah, it, it, and it that kind of takes away from the show. But at the same time, I love what this show did and what it's created you know ever since this show happened you know people have been trying to piece things together and even with the new spider-man trailer people are trying to piece that together into what happens in loki because like now we don't know what truly created the like the multiverse because was it spider-man dr strange was it wanda or was it loki and sylvie like we don't know i'm sure they'll tell us at some point but like at this moment you know we have so many events that probably led to this multiverse and this multiversal war that has been threatened and i can't wait to see how that plays out and how that what that introduces in the universe and i i wonder if we're even going to see any of this in shang chi and the eternals i mean we know we're going to get it in spider-man it's in the trailer but i wonder if it's going to affect anything in Shang-Chi and the Eternals. That's what I'm kind of curious about. If they're even going to touch on that in those films. So, I mean, that's TBD, you know. I think Shang-Chi comes out next Friday. So, we'll we'll see what happens then. But, ah, this show, this, this one is definitely my second favorite. Um, and it definitely, this is the one that matters. Like, I know, I think before it came out, even Kevin Feige was saying this show is going to change things forever oh yes like now we're gonna like we're gonna be able to see all these timelines and what happens and it's it's almost crazy just to think about it like it's mind-boggling like what are we gonna get now like is this is this how mutants are introduced because they're in another timeline is this how the fantastic four is introduced are they in another timeline or like how is all of this gonna come together and I'm almost curious. I wonder if how it's going to end too, because you know, they're going to have to restore it at some point, right? You would think, or it's going to have to stabilize in some way because they can't just have like, you know, universes upon universes crashing into each other and creating more universes indefinitely. Mm -hmm. Like that can't happen. So that something's going to happen. I I know that the next Ant-Man film um he who um remains 
right? That's his yep. name, right? Yeah. Kang. Yeah. He's going to be Kang the Conqueror in the Ant-Man movies. That's already been revealed. So I'm almost curious to see the difference between this version of him and whatever they're going to do in the Ant-Man movie. And I wonder if we're going to get, you know, like multiple versions of him. Are we going to see more of the like nicer? I say nicer, but technically at the end of the day, they're all a villain, you know? Yeah, they true. Decide, they took it upon themselves to say, oh yeah, this is the timeline. This is what it has to be. Up, up until like the moment in Loki, as we saw. Yeah. And so I'm, this one definitely opened the door for multiple MCU films to come. We're really, I'm really excited to see how it, you know, ripples through the Marvel universe. That's why I'm curious about Shang-Chi and the Eternals. Are we going to see the ripple start immediately next week when Shang-Chi comes out? Or is the ripple really going to start when Spider-Man comes out and then Doctor Strange and then whatever movie after that and so forth? What if Shang-Chi just takes place in an entirely other universe (laughs) and then it's brought in later? (laughs) Like after the multiverse. That's totally a thing that could happen. But I don't think they're going to do that because they need to redeem what they did with the Mandarin in Iron Man 3. Yeah, that's true. Well, that that could be their way of doing it, though. But um, I have a crap ton to say about this show. But I want to say... So general thoughts first. Um, I loved mobius and loki together i really like their dynamic owen wilson was awesome in this show like he was just so much fun i <laughs> just get this classic like wow that's really nice you know like the... <laughs> i just i love it i love it i love owen wilson so much um and then the beyond that just like how they like just went for the crazy in a way like you have literally an animated hologram miss minutes walking around and you know that's just so weird but it works because just with the setting that they're in so that was pretty cool um i i kind of have to disagree with you i don't think that there are as many filler episodes as you think i mean there's only six episodes i the only one that i would say could classify as filler is the one you were talking about the one where where they're on the planet and it's mostly just a lot of dialogue but even that episode other than the terrible cgi um (laughs) i actually kind of enjoyed it because you have loki like singing asgardian songs on the train like randomly like i don't know there were fun parts in it to me and i like to see um like him fall in love with himself even though that is really weird like it for some reason it took loki falling in love with himself to really become a good guy that's just kind of, kind of weird. I and then uh, I've I've also heard complaints like to the effect that this should have been more like Loki from the first Avengers movie. Like he should have cuz that's basically like right where he was taken from. And I I agree and I disagree. I think what people were irritated with is that like he watched his basically his life, like the real of his life um back through whatever they had at the tva and basically ended up seeing his mom die and then his dad die and then i guess he didn't see thor die but like he saw you know himself his own death yeah his self himself die i get what people are saying like he can't just like cram a bunch of character development into like 
a couple like however long that took like 10 15 minutes but at the same time like that's pretty hard stuff to watch so i i can kind of connect that in my head i don't know i i I agree with it and i disagree with it it would have been fun to see more of like bad loki but it's also nice to know that all of his character development that we have seen in the mcu hasn't just gone to the wind you know Mm. um let's see what else i got um what did you think about Rinslayer, the judge like what do you think is her motivation through all of this i don't know i almost feel like her motivation is just that she's known this for so long that it's been the only thing that she can connect to and even though she's seen that it's all kind of bullcrap i i think whatever um he who remains gave to her made her keep on that she wants to keep with the tva because remember she's like this is not what i wanted and then the little clock clock lady is like he thinks this will be more helpful and then she goes into a door so we don't even know what is going on with her right now like that's a whole mystery in itself so i feel like once that's revealed maybe we'll know more of her motivation but right now the only thing i personally see is that oh she's this is all she's known and she felt betrayed by owen wilson because he kind of i mean for good reason he was shown like hey you're a you're a variant too and everything you've been working for is a lie maybe she just doesn't want to believe it because whatever file that she saw has told her something that we (laughs) just don't know quite yet that's my theory yeah you never know I really love that, by the way, how, like, that was, like, a conversation that they had, like, with, you know, Owen Wilson and, and or Mobius and Loki just sitting down at a table talking about, like, this is it, man. This is what I've lived for. Like, this is all there is. And I like how they had that discussion and Loki's just, like, not buying it, basically. Like, there's got to be, you know, something else, like, more to it. So I thought that that dynamic was cool. Going back to Renslayer, though, um... I've watched a couple YouTube videos, like, I don't know a lot of the history surrounding Kang, but apparently in the comics, Renslayer and Kang are, like, love interests, or or to some some degree. It may be more of, like, a a toxic relationship, like, Kang is kind of more, like, in love with her, but also controlling at the same time. But there's something there, and so I'm, what I'm trying to figure out is if they already started that love interest relationship with what we've seen of her and Loki, or if that comes later now that he like gave her some mysterious file and she like left. I I almost think it's the latter. Like she's going to go off and then find a different, I guess a different variant of Kang at this point, because the he who, he who remains is now dead, presumably Mm -hmm. anyway. So I don't know that, that's something that I wanted to bring up, at least for the audience, especially. Um, okay, what else? I guess let's just talk about that last. Ep- no, no, no. Let's talk about the um, the variant Lokis. So <laughs> that was pretty fun to see a bunch of different Lokis. And what was really interesting is when he was talking to classic Loki. And basically, classic Loki said something to the effect of like, 
it doesn't matter what we do, we all get to that ship and get killed by Thanos. So that brought up the question in my head, like, obviously other realities exist, or or do they? Like, but the TVA only expects them to follow the same script. Is that the case? Because there's other realities, because there's other variants. Like, Sylvie is not in the main, mainstream MCU reality. All of those Lokis were in different realities. But from what that Loki said, it seems like they can all exist as long as they follow the same exact script of what we've been seeing in the mainstream MCU so far. Does that make sense? Do you have any pushback or comments on that? No, yeah, that makes sense to me. Because especially with that one Loki said, you know, where in his timeline, he, you know, got away from the ship and he just went and hid somewhere. And the moment he tried to not hide, he got, you know, taken to the TVA and yeah. put through all that bullcrap. So, yeah, that makes sense to me. That's so interesting because it's <laughs> like, <laughs> what did, what does Crocodile Thanos look like? <laughs> well no they're different animals because remember you see um a frog thor oh that's true well you think that's the same universe though like throg is a real thing in the comics too though Mm -hmm. frog thor so i don't know if that's if that's the same universe with crocodile yeah because i think he was the 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 frog thor was trying to get alligator loki i think that's his that they go together okay i'm not a hundred percent on this please don't take it forward but no i think that's how you know just as much as i do so yeah i I think that's how it's been perceived by the audience so that's just what i'm taking but still like so okay so there's an animal verse and then there's like a classic verse (laughs) and so you have like classic thanos who probably looks i would imagine just looks like if they made this this the infinity war in the 1970s or something like that and it's just like purple foam ball sack chin <laughs> well he had his helicopter because in the, oh gosh the, the thanos time, copter you're right you're right you, you saw the thanos copter so he existed oh that's so weird so yeah that, i guess that was kind of my question though like it's it's like other realities exist but i guess they just can't cross paths is the way i understood it and by yeah, staying so. in the it's... same script, they don't cross paths. Yeah, I maybe I'm guessing like there's certain scripts for like each of these paths, and I guess as soon as they try to drift off to, you know, almost like converge with the uh, timeline that's sacred, maybe that's when they're taken. I know. I know whenever it shows like the timeline it branches off but i'm almost wondering if it's like instead of branching it's actually branching towards the sacred timeline and they just have to make sure it doesn't do that i'm not sure that's just something coming out of my head right now maybe that's false i mean who knows they they showed us what they could but it didn't show us a lot of the TVA and how some things work like that. Like, like you're saying, like, are there a bunch of timelines and they how all have set scripts? 
and as soon as they go off the script, then they mm-hmm. get, you know, zapped or whatever. Who knows? It's almost like how like uh, Romeo and Juliet, for example, it was like a a historic Shakespeare play, but then there's also been like numerous variations of that play, and then books written on it, and variations of books and variations on the story, and then movies like following the original script, and then variants of that, like the stupid Romeo and Juliet animated movie and just stuff like that like that's that's kind of the analogy that i think of it's like uh-huh. that that could be kind of like how the mcu the sacred timeline is the original shakespeare and then there's all these like similar but different versions of it could be a terrible analogy i don't know but <laughs> no i i get what you're saying i just you know we don't know how yeah. it works you know they they explained what they could within the episodes that they we got, but you know they could they had a story they had to stick with, so they couldn't you know just stop and like give us all this exposition. Yeah, that's true. But then the other question I have is: there's Infinity Stones that apparently guide every timeline because that's how it is with the Sacred Timeline, at least according to the Ancient One in Endgame. And if you mm. remove one of those stones, you create a branch and there's a new timeline created at that point. So when they're like pruning realities, they apparently just have these, like if they prune a reality, they can, I guess, take the infinity stones from that reality. And then they're, they're just inactive at that point. Like they, cause they were using infinity stones as paperweights. How does that mm. work? I, uh, the way, I guess the theory or explanation I saw was that in the TVA, magic just doesn't work. Oh, that's true. That's, I forgot about that. That's considered magic, which is odd, but makes sense at the same time. <clears throat> so that's why they're hmm. powerless there. You know, that's why they collect them like they're fish pebbles at the bottom of a, a fishbowl. <laughs> that's, that's what they are to them. They don't. They don't see them as power. They see them as just like a rock. Like we see rocks today, they yeah. see that as that. <clears throat> so that's just that's just how the TVA perceives things, I guess. If theoretically the Infinity Stones from a destroyed reality were taken out of that reality and put in the timeline that we understand and know, and then there's duplicate Infinity Stones at that point, would they still be effective? Like, would they work if they were not in the TVA? And also yeah. not in their reality. Yeah, so that the technically that means if Thanos knew about the TVA and he knew <laughs> that true. they got Infinity Stones, he could have that created a Nexus event, <laughs> got zapped, just gone in, collected the Infinity Stones he needed, and gone to snap. But obviously, not everyone knows about this. No one knows about this the tva except yeah. now for loki and people who are in the tva yeah so like dr I'm strange is on the trail yeah i he's exactly so <laughs> i wonder how it's going to be introduced because i almost feel like once it's introduced to our heroes they're almost not going to agree with it because it's a form of controlling but who knows how it's going to go down because you know heroes react differently i'm sure if you know steve rogers saw that he would not yeah. agree with it, but who knows how Sam Wilson is going to, you know, look at that. You know, that's that's the thing. 
It, that's such a mind-boggling thing to just regular humans, you know. And it's going to be mind-boggling to Doctor Strange, and he's a sorcerer. So it's going to be interesting to see how they take the TVA and apply it to the greater Marvel Universe. And how people are going to look at this TVA and how they're going to feel about it. It's very interesting because they've basically created a scenario where there's two options. The first one is ultimate chaos with never-ending merging of realities and branching off and nothing ever would make sense. And I don't even know what the end result of that would be. And then the other option is no free will. Like, you're stuck. Mm-hmm. You're only following a script perpetually. And I mean, you may not know it, but you are. And unless there's some third option, which is hopefully there is a third option, because that's the something else would need to happen to be a satisfying conclusion to this saga that they're building up to now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll have to see. I don't... <laughs> I guess... Is, is Kang going to be the next Thanos we see? Or, I mean, is it going to be someone else? Like, I, I mean, at this point, we've started over. We don't know. I, I don't think we're going to know the ultimate goal until we get the next Avengers film. I think hmm. when we get the next Avengers movie, then we'll know what they're, like, fighting toward. I'm sure they're going to give us an Avengers movie where there's a lesser villain, and then we'll see who's, you know, scheming behind the lines, or maybe they're not even going to do it that route. Maybe they're going to do where Kang the is... Avengers have to fight different timelines. Like, that would be imagine weird. that. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that would be crazy. Like, they have to fight villains from different timelines, so we get, you know, they have to fight Kang, and then they have to fight Doctor Doom, and then they have to fight... But but it's the one you know, from Vent Force Stick. Oh, please no. <laughs> we don't need that one. <laughs> I know I like that movie, kind of, but let's <laughs> let's not go back and revisit it because I'm sure I'll hate it. If, just like, I swear, if you ever watch that um, movie again, Dark Freddy, Phoenix, I'm not. You're gonna I'm hate not, it. I'm just. I I have to just sit with what the feeling I have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who knows? Who knows how they're gonna do this going forward? You know, we they have a plan. We just we don't know it. Well, unless we're working there, we'll never know the plan. So we'll. We'll have to see how things... Because this show, Loki has just gone and created... They can do whatever they want now because of multiverse. So yeah, Kevin Feige is to us as Kang is to the entire MCU. Mm-hmm. Essentially, <laughs> Kevin Feige holds the sacred timeline. Yep. Dang, man. That's crazy. Um, what did you think about Kang? We gotta talk about this, right? Jonathan Majors as Kang... I gotta know I, what you I, thought. I do. I really liked him. I, you know, he's. It's like he's a bad guy, but he's not necessarily a bad guy in the sense that we've seen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's almost like Thanos. You know, he mm-hmm. believed what he was doing was right. And the He Who Remains believes what he's doing is right. He's trying to keep peace in the timeline. So there's not ultimate chaos. But at the same time, he's making controlled chaos. Yep. I don't know. I really liked Jonathan Majors as this role. And I've never seen him act before. But it's just so cool to see him here. And the fact that we're going to get a different version of him later. I'm really curious to see his acting chops and how 
different he makes the next iteration of his character be because you know he said you know there's multiple versions of him some are worse than others you know some wanted to (laughs) conquer other realms so i'm curious to see how that plays out because i really i really liked him you know i i'm don't really know who king is or how they're gonna do it you know so we'll have to see how that (laughs) happens but his first introduction i really liked him even though you know he got killed but i still liked this first introduction to the king character yeah i also haven't seen jonathan majors act in anything else but his performance here makes me want to go watch some of the stuff that Mm -hmm. he's in because i I loved his like energy that he had. Honestly, okay. I think one of the reasons I liked him so much, he reminds me of you, Freddie. Like the way you act on the codex. That uh-huh. literally like <laughs> he's he's basically playing Freddie on the codex. <laughs> Let's be honest. You watched the codex <laughs> and took my took, took all your inspiration for Hebrew <laughs> But uh, I thought it was great. Like I loved um like the dynamic that he played the whole time, he was like, like this nervous energy, but like he's also calm and collected at the same time because he knows what's going to happen. I thought it was great, man. I really enjoyed him as a character. By the way, I'm not the only one who thinks that he reminds he reminds me of you. Brinley also told me the same thing, and then when I <laughs> when I brought it up to Amanda, she was like, "Oh yeah, I can totally see that." Oh, <laughs> you should have you should have played him, man. <laughs> I, I probably could have played king but i'm not blue i think i'm the right color <laughs> you're not blue or black so <laughs> uh, yeah i don't think i don't think i can pull it off anyway yeah i i want to see jonathan majors and other stuff now i want to go watch all of his other movies because i thought he did a great job and i'm excited for quantum mania now to see him in that i'm just like i want to know how they're gonna fit that in because they're gonna do their version of the the microverse or the quantum realm is as it's now known in the MCU. So mm-hmm. that's going to be super interesting to see how Kang is a part of that. I'm sure there's comic history there that I don't know, but yeah. And so, yeah. And then the last thing I had was you already asked it, but how the heck did Loki go back to a different branch? I know that's like the biggest question. Like, did Sylvie knowingly do that? That's or... what I like. Was it her universe, original universe that he sent him back to? But that's weird too, because that, that, that would make sense because the ones in his universe were chasing after her to begin with. Yeah. So who knows? Like it, they're gonna explain it. Like they're gonna have to explain how it happened because we're all asking questions, and I think. We're going to be asking questions until they somehow wrap up the time stuff. That's just 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 how this is going to be from now on. We're going to have questions after everything ends. Like I'm almost wondering if we're going to have questions after Shang Chi, after the Eternals. We're definitely going to have questions after Spider Man. Like right now, yeah. I feel like that's that to me. That's the film event of this year. Oh, and totally. You like I. That's I'm gonna so hype for it, man. Set the tone. That's gonna set the tone for the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm calling it right now. Like that's just gonna do that. I think because mm-hmm. um, you know Shang Chi and Eternals got pushed back so far. You know, I feel like those were supposed to be like more in between movies, but 
they also released all these Marvel shows, and that's something that I was thinking about. Like, did they release Loki too early for us? Like, I almost feel like we have so many questions. That's a good we're point. Just yeah, not gonna get answers for such for a few more months. You know, I know it's it's gonna feel quick. You know, time these days it feels like it goes by like it's nothing. But I almost feel like they should have waited to do Loki. But at the same time, if we didn't get Loki, could they have done What If? Yeah, it's I feel like it's a crazy thing, and it Loki I itself. I it feels a little bit more of an incomplete story, only in the sense. Or I think only because he's the only one who had a confirmed season two. So, like, I feel like they went into that planning that. Whereas with the other two, yeah, there's, like, questions at the end, but it's more of a complete story. But that being said, like, overall, I loved Loki, the show. Like, I was riveted the entire time asking questions, like, wanting to know what's going to happen next. I absolutely loved it. I, I just, it was just fun to watch, in my opinion. But we stepped, We should probably get on to our um, ratings and ranking. We already know your order, so I'll tell you mine. I got um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier in last place. <laughs> WandaVision second and Loki in first place. You see, that's that's the common one I've seen. That Out of all the stuff, I, that's why I say I think I'm the odd one out because I put them in such a strange order compared to some people because most people dislike falcon winter soldiers at least and i think it's just because it's ramifications aren't as big as some people want to me i think it's gonna spell out great things for the future of like how captain america is looked at and stuff like that you know i i don't know i I oh yeah i totally agree yeah in general I just, I don't know. Maybe that's just what I'm looking forward to in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I know things are about to get freaking crazy, and I'm excited for it. But at the same time, I also <laughs> like, you know, just the Earth, random Earth stuff, too. Yeah, I agree. And they, they need that. Like, they need to have the grounded stories to, like, pull you back a little bit. and just So you're not, like, getting so, like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen next? Like, how can they ever top themselves? You have to kind of step back. So I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier did a good job at that. I think the reason that I really put that one last is because the other two, I feed off of that mystery. Like I, mm-hmm. th- that's just it keeps me going on on any show really. But like, I feed off of that, and it was definitely prevalent in the other two shows more so than Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So that I think that's kind of why I liked them more. Uh, but I like them all. Like you said, they're all good. Like I, I wouldn't say any of them are bad mm-hmm. want to give your score let's do um in the order so, that they came um, out so wandavision first so my wandavision score is a seven that's what i that's said what too yeah yep seven for me all right falcon and the winter soldier and then my falcon and winter soldier score is um an 8.5 Interesting. I said 6.5 for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And then for um, Loki, I'm going to have to put it at like a 7.5. Okay, yeah. So I mean, like, they're all really close for me, but like, that's just how I feel. 
Oh, totally. Yeah, I put Loki at an eight. But at the same time, it, now that we're talking about it, like it, it's not like a complete story. So I guess like film wise, it probably would sit a little bit lower. But that's my enjoyment factor is in there too. So. Oh yeah, I mean it has to be. You know, yeah. That's our opinions. You know. Yep. I mean that's, dude. There you have it. I mean that's our review of the Marvel TV live action series. Yep. That's it. If you guys want what if, maybe we'll do some like short thoughts at some point. But until then, um, yeah, that's, that's where we're that's at. Our Marvel TV stuff. And, you know, we've been mentioning it throughout this, <laughs> you know, whole recording. Spider-Man, you know. Oh, tell him, Freddy, tell him. That's kind of the next big thing on our repertoire. I'm sure we're going to try to get in a Shang-Chi and Eternals, we'll see how everything pans out. You know, I know we're kind of being very Marvel-centric right now, but <laughs> it's just because that's what we enjoy, that's what's coming out right now. And if we can squeeze in something, you know, that's not Marvel, we'll, we'll do our best. But at this moment, uh, Connor and I plan to do a lead-up to Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, and um, we kind of have two options at this moment. We've talked about it, but we we can't really decide. So we're gonna kind of leave it up to you. So we are definitely doing the Sam Raimi trilogy, and we are yep. definitely doing um, the two Tom Holland movies, John Watts. Yep, yeah, John Watts. But um, we can't decide whether or not if we want to do. The two amazing Spider-Man movies were kind of like it would make sense to do them. But at the same time, those movies are just not up to par with, you know, the Sam Raimi trilogy and the two Tom Holland. Not to say they're not good. You know, the second one's definitely, you know, and the first one is okay. But we're really going to leave it up to you guys. (laughs) Do you guys want us to do the amazing Spider-Man duo? Like, we'll we'll do it. If you want to listen to that conversation, just know like the second one's probably going to be Dark Phoenix and Fan Forstic level. I don't think it's going to be that bad. There's still I I think (laughs) I think it gets painted in a bad light because I mean, it's not like structured well and there's other issues, but there's still good stuff in it. I think you'll be surprised that it's. That is true. It's been a long... Uh, it's been a long... Like, I haven't seen it since it was in theaters, so... Really? Yeah, Dang, man. I've I've watched it since then. No, I literally... Uh, maybe one time. I might have watched it once out of theaters. I think I actually mm-hmm. did with Amanda. Um, so mm-hmm. maybe I've seen it twice, but it's... Like, I haven't seen it since it came out, like, for digital release, so... See, Connor, I didn't know that, and that almost makes me want want to do them now and you know here's the thing though if we do do the spider-man lead up you know it's gonna take a few months because we're at this point we're gonna try to record every other week you know we Mm -hmm. had to push things back because i had i had covid at one point and then there was stuff with my girlfriend's family they came to town one week so things kind of had to get pushed back for a little bit but we're gonna try to do at least 
every other week if we can. Hopefully, you know, no bad things happen, you know, knock on wood. But we're definitely going to try to do a lead up to Spider-Man No Way Home. Yep. And I know we're already, me and Connor are already kind of talking about people possibly joining on this podcast, people you've heard before. <laughs> so we'll we'll see what happens, but it's up to you guys. Yeah, so uh, let us know which ones you, or if you do or do not want us to do the amazing movies, and then we will take that to heart and then do it, probably. Um, that way we can have like a, if we do them, then we'll have a big, like a, we'll be able to do like a full ranking of all the Spider-Man movies. If not, then, you know, we'll still do our rankings and everything and just forget about those. Either way, it's up to you guys. Let us know. And thanks for listening to this episode. Um, we've talked for a while now, as we always do. But this was fun because we talked about three separate shows, basically. So it was it was fun. It was it was new, but good. So, um If you're ready, Freddie, I'll go ahead and sign us off. Yep, I'm ready. All right. Thank you guys again. Go um, check us out on Instagram at Cinema Seekers Pod. And we will catch you guys in the next episode. Probably going to be a Spider-Man one, so don't miss out. All right. Until then, I'm Connor. I'm Freddie. And we're the Cinema Seekers. See you guys. See you guys later.